welcome to Event Quest, a Hunter's Hub show about magic. Um, we're going to talk about uh, the set review for Zendikar Rising, which is coming out very soon. When, when is it? It's next week, it's ne- right? Yeah, it's coming out next weekend, I think. Yeah. Yep. It's when the like, um, air quotes which, crew releases are going to be. Yeah. So we've, we've had the full spoiler for a little bit now. Um, we're going to do our usual talk about five cards each. Uh, so this is your host, Fortwan, joined by co-host Leo. How you doing? I am hype. I don't think you understand how much I love Zendikar. <laughs> yes. And Leo, uh, is, as I understand it, this is your last episode with us because you are amazing and now writing for Channel Fireball and don't have time for little, little old us. <laughs> well, yeah, that's, that's a harsh way to put it, but yeah, th- this is going to be the last time that I'm on this one for uh, right for magic stuff. No, I, I'm I'm having fun with it. Uh, it's actually really cool that you're writing for Channel Fireball and stuff. A much more legit avenue <laughs> for magic news than us, for sure. There's a uh, there's a few articles going up uh, up on there. Yeah, we. Darth, you said you saw one, right? Oh yeah, I saw actually saw it pop up as a, a Facebook ad. Uh, yeah. I think you did a Wart Raid Mother I article. I did. That was the that one was the first actual uh, reader submitted deck that I did a write up on, and mm. uh, the deck is also just really sweet. <laughs> That's cool. It was kind of one of those funny moments, like I know someone who does things, <laughs> and Facebook wants I me know to that know. Guy. <laughs> right. Also, Darth is here. Welcome. Yes. Um, so yeah, so we're going to uh, get started right away. Uh, Darth, why don't you lead us off with your first pick for tonight? My first pick is going to harken back to a mechanic that I love that's not in this set. We've got Tazri, Beacon of Unity, a 4 and a white for a 4-6 legendary creature, Human Warrior. This, cost, this spell costs one less for each creature in your party. And... You know, mm-hmm. as a quick aside to what that is, is, it's got these lovely cards with cleric, wizard, rogue, and warrior creature types, and you do some, probably not a good official way of saying it, some swag of how many of those party slots can you fit as you check the size of your party. Like, do you have a rogue wizard and a warrior? Well, you only have two. So, you know, might be better on Leo to explain that a little better, but... Then it also has an activated ability that is a nightmare to physically to actually say. It is two generic slash a blue, two generic slash a black, two generic slash a red, two generic slash a green, colon. Look at the top six cards of your library. You may reveal up to two cleric, rogue, warrior, wizard, and or ally cards from among them and put them into your hand. Put the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. So, I love <laughs> Tazri's coming back. Uh, at Mythic again, another five-color general. I'm, I'm excited to see my the potential for my allies deck to have a different commander. To not have that Tazri kind of boogeyman food chain. You know, you have that yeah. air about it that it doesn't matter what you're doing. If you're playing a, com- a commander that can be competitive, you're going to get some of that ire. And that's, you know, janky allies tribal started to get that ire and this is really cool so now they've pivoted to tazari is the five color party leader and it's kind of a nice throwback that the activated ability to look at the top cards you can grab an ally 
you know, among the two cards, potentially two allies. But that feels more like a uh, a concession than something that actually made sense. And my hype level is pretty high. I, uh, five color generals are great. We've got so many recently. The only thing that kind of concerns me is it is another commander that I'm probably not going to be able to build and get away with playing fun because if you make infinite colorless mana, you obviously can get every party member out of your deck. And yeah. There is an un it's either common or uncommon. Yeah, a common party member that is every party member type that lets you pay two generic mana to make one mana of any color. So there's like a billion things you can do from there to yeah, win. Yeah, it just gets silly. Good old stone stonework pack beast. So I'm excited. I'm happy it exists. I just don't think I'm gonna play it because it's gonna have that ire to it where it's expected to do broken things, and I can't have fun just paying eight colorless mana because I can to reveal two three drops that don't help each other. Right. Yeah. It, yeah. Go ahead. Leo. I was gonna say, like, the ability for it to potentially dig to the deck is neat. Like it being five color that already just leads to there being all sorts of potential for it doing degenerate stuff, but... For sure. You know, so did, like you're saying, so did other Tazri, so does this one. Yeah, it might be one of the ones where you just have to really sit down and be like, look, this is not what you think it is. It'll be okay. <laughs> Don't hurt me. Yeah. I just, I just want to have fun. Watch my, and, look at my tap lane mana base. It can't be that serious. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, it's just the way that, that it goes sometimes is people won't believe you either way. Granted, I have that mentality about certain people. They're like, no, seriously, I'm not playing a... No, I just don't believe I you. don't trust you. Period. Yeah, pilots and commanders both can have, you know, memory stain of... You always do awful things. For me, it's pilots. Always the pilot. <laughs> I have a I have a hierarchy of friends that I kill first. Jacob being number one. It's usually me. I'm not gonna lie. I was specifically told to my face the other day that when I sit down at the table, I'm the villain. <laughs> nice. Which, okay. to be fair, I sat down on camera and told the table that I was the villain, and it was fantastic. <laughs> That's great. I love it. All right, uh, Leah, what's your number one? Right, my number one is the Seagate Stormcaller. It is the tab I'm not looking at. All right, it's a one and a blue for a 2-1 human wizard with kicker of four and a blue. Uh, kicker's back. Kicker's really good. I like kicker a lot. Um, yeah. When Seagate's... They're really expensive. It's a really expensive, but that's not... The kicker on this one is just if you're late in the game and have a whole bunch of extra gravy lying around. This one is just good because it's good. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, copy the next instant or sorcery spell with CMC two or less you cast this turn when you cast it. If it's kicked, copy that spell twice instead. You may choose new targets for the copies. Um, one, this is one of the yep. few creatures that I will uh, let slide into Riku, because it does copy spells, even if it only copies the small ones. Mm -hmm. um, the amount of combo potential this card has is insane. It's also just a wizard that copies spells. It speaks to me on a deep and emotional level. <laughs> if there's anything I like in magic, it's copying spells. Like... Okay. 
You can do silly things. Like, this with Manamorphose is just a free draw two. That leaves behind a 2-1. It's a it's it's great. I love it. You just have to have four mana up, and then you still have four mana. Yeah. This is silly. I was kind of most excited for... I have an Anala Commander deck. Oh, yes. And just, like, five mana... I Get think it's demonic of a spell. Demonic tutor, I think yeah. is a two drop. Or that deck I play lightning bolt because I want to kill someone with lightning bolt. So I I'm, firmly believe yeah. that any commander deck that can copy spells easily wants to play lightning bolt. You kind of think it gets to the point where it does enough damage at that point to kill most things you'd want to kill. Exactly. I get you. Or people. Or people. I mean, there have been times where Riku has killed people at a table by just copying a lightning bolt like five times between all of the different copy effects it has. Hey, I'm a big fan of Boros Charm for the kill steal. <laughs> I love it. Yep. He's done it. To me. I was the death victim. <laughs> to me. I was the one that you killed. <laughs> Remember that. <laughs> Well, one of the league where you get points for killing someone, yeah. Um, and more points for doing yeah. it with exact damage. Ooh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Here at four. Ha. <laughs> I mean, if I was going to die, I might as well give the points to my brother, right? I mean, not like I had a choice in this situation anyways, but hey. <laughs> but yeah, you know, Boros Charm is something that Seagate Stormcrawler could copy also. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> get, get that Jeskai going. Yeah, yeah, it, it's kind of cool. This doesn't. F- I was just gonna say, yeah. it's really cool, but I think they they're being very careful now with certain wording, and it not having flash and not copying on the stack, and it being two or less. I feel like they're just trying to be like, okay, let's give you eighty-seven percent time to re- prepare eighty-seven percent of the chocolate cake and see what you can do with it. Because once it gets to three, then I feel like you're getting out of hand. Because I kind of first go to, uh, kind of spacing on the name of it, but there's a instant with flashback that you make a token copy of something for three mana. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tackling counterpart. Yep, that one. So, like, that's where I hoped I could go with this at first, you know, and then seeing the two. So, yeah, I mean, Manamorphos seems great, and it's just... It's there's some combo potential, and there's like also just it being there being value potential with it because they, yeah. like you said, we're very careful not to make it too crazy. But at the same time, like it also gets around some amounts of other effects. Mm-hmm. It's it's very nice. I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah. Hmm. It. Yeah. Okay. Um, so my number one is the Wayward Guide Beast. And this one, well, I'll just read it and, and people be like, why the hell did you pick this? So, <laughs> uh, Wayward Guide Beast is just a single red, so it's a one drop, for a 2-2 uh, beast with trample and haste. And whenever Wayward Guide Beast uh, deals combat damage to a player, return a land you control to its owner's hand. Now... This seems bad, especially on one drop, but 
if you're doing a rushdown deck, it kind of works out. Like <laughs> you, like you picking up a land isn't going to really take your your you know low end rushdown deck really offline. You're just going to put it back down and maybe put down another one drop. You know what I mean? Like this this doesn't this doesn't hurt you. And having a two-two swing in on the first turn. And potentially, you could do some stuff with some lands that you want to pick up because, like, okay, I want to do something else with this land. There's a lot of enter-the-battlefield effect lands. Um, and this sort of pairs well in this set with some other things that want you to drop lands for landfall and all this kind of stuff. So, like, it gives you another sort of, like, gas to do some more landfall tricks. And then there's also one that, that there's some cards in this set, and I didn't pick them, but um, that say, hey, landfall triggers happen twice. Or or triggers that would be triggered by lands happen twice. And I think it's the specific wording, uh, the way that is. It's like, oh, so if lands cause a trigger, then it happens twice. Not landfall in particular. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So like stuff like that, this kind of pairs well into it. It's it's such a, it's like a weird like off rare card that like, it I, it was interesting to me because all of the different things you could do with it, because on the face value it kind of feels bad to pick up a land, but then you realize the potential of playing a land continuously. <laughs> yeah. Like okay. Like there's there's the uh, there's the land that says hey when this comes into the battlefield target creature can't block like stuff like that like so you could play you could play that tap you know tap it for this dude and pick it back up and just do it all over again <laughs> the next turn it's like okay so now you're getting you're you know you're getting some evasion in on this dude as well uh, stuff like that like it, it has some interesting ideas and that's that's why this one hit me the the right way i suppose no i think there's a lot of cool stuff that you can do with it like it's a one drop that functions a lot more probably as like a turn three play in an like a red aggro deck like Mm -hmm. your curve top like you top out at three and then you just play that and start swinging from there yeah but and then like and then you're picking up lands and at that point it's like okay well you uh, you honestly wouldn't want to draw more than like three lands anyway in that style of deck. So it honestly starts making a uh, starts making a ramp impression because you can tap the land to play something before pick up that land and play it again and then still have three mana up. Yeah. Yep. But I th- I mean they're doing a really good job of not giving us something as powerful as Goblin Guide it. For- <laughs> while also evoking something like a goblin guide. And I'm like, oh, that's good. I think he's in the background chasing it. Yeah, goblin guide is in the background chasing uh, the wayward guide beast. Exactly. (laughs) It's a cavalry tactic, though. I like it a lot for, you know, we're getting all of these... mm, I forget the term for it, but these double-sided cards have a land on the other side. So Uh, I want to say that they were called modal double-faced cards. That sounds right. So I like this in two senses of you have those rare ones that you set the color and you're stuck. You know, this could be something that, you know, in the wider game of Commander, you're like, okay, well, 
I need another blue source, and I put this one down on red. Someone's probably going to let me hit them, because they're going to make me take the, you know, in quotation marks, downside of this card pretty regularly. So I can pick up that land, change the side it's on, maybe access my blue side now, or just even the ones that have spells on the other side. Like, I had to play it early to make sure my curve was good enough, and now I can pick up my land that I have a spell version that's, mm -hmm. you know, pretty good. Yep. I, uh... Yeah, I love it. <laughs> it's a fun card to me. Um, Alright, uh, so Darth, what's number two? Staying on the higher rarity, I've got another mythic. I've got Morag, Fury of a Coem. Four red red for a 6-6 six, six legendary creature, Minotaur Warrior. Each creature you control gets plus one slash plus zero for each time it attacked this turn. And that's, like, conspicuous oh, by yeah. itself. And then it has a landfall ability. So landfall, whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, if it's your main phase, there is an additional combat phase after this phase. At the beginning of that combat, untap all creatures you control. My immediate thought goes to the safety valves built into the card by it has to be a main phase and it's not yes. giving you more main phases yes <laughs> but even as mono red this is my commander i still have myriad landscape burnished heart um, wayfarer's bobble oh there's even just playing evolving wilds in my mono red uh, deck because i have a landfall commander like the Nahiri's Lithomancy thing, new spell that lets you sack a bunch of lands and then play that many lands again this turn. Yeah, so there there are ways that you're going to get a lot of combats, and I'm I'm really excited for this hideous Minotaur Smash Beast. That yep. You know I'm not I'm not caring a lot that it's a Minotaur. I like the flavor that it's a Minotaur, but I'm very excited for. I'm excited for the groans. Like, I am so ready to play this. Cast uh, Explosive Vegetation, crack a fetch land, and just watch the groans as my 2-2 yeah. does a total of 3 plus 4 plus 5 plus 6 damage in one turn. <laughs> it's, it's real cool. Even, so, it just being a 6-mana 6-6 six six that buffs attackers and gives an extra combat phase... Even if you're not, like, really abusing it, I like. Um, yeah. I I mean, partly because it's a new card, but, like, I... The next article I have going up has it in the list just as a guy that gives extra combat steps and buffs the team. Yeah, like, can really appreciate his low end. It's still great. Yeah. I love that you... I love that you catch, caught the safety valves because <laughs> as the card was getting spoiled, I was watching all sorts of people... Um, including like some of a bunch of the writers for the articles being like, "All right, so do this, this, and this," and then all of us at once just being like, "Wait, this doesn't work!" Crap. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was expecting maybe that's just like a philosophy thing because like we talked about the Seagate Oracle, they're just trying yeah. to give us powerful things but not open the floodgates and ruin every other format ever, constantly. Where 
you know, in the small biodome of this set, we have that green-blue that lets you tap to pick up a land or tap to put another land into play. So it untapping every creature, that card alone, <laughs> the land has to enter during a main phase. Yeah. That's true. So, But also, you, you know what helps this guy out? Wayward Guide Beast. <laughs> <laughs> Got there. <laughs> Validated. <laughs> and I do appreciate that he's a warrior. You know, like he is something. If I was going to yeah. build the Tazri deck, you know, he's got a creature type. And we also have the the cowards can't block warriors. Kind of hilarity popping up again. I love that. My I love that set of words so much in this game. <laughs> Which you know, it's kind of funny because I don't think about it that. You know, changelings are cowards. Yep. I just, it's not something that comes up often enough. Whatever one of the, because there's the cycle of, like, the changeling spells that make some number, you know, like, two creatures gain all creature types and do this thing. Yeah. Um, I want to say it's either the red one or the white one makes all creatures target player controls changelings for a turn. And so you can use that with cowards can't block warriors to just swing it. Oh, that'd be so great, like a red, red, white deck, because there's a, it's like think blades it, of Velcus Vale and shields of Velcus Vale, something yeah, like that. It, like it, those are the two Velcus ones. Yeah, and I think you can target a player with that one, with one of the two, and get through. I can't remember, and I didn't remember in time to uh, to check for the warrior deck. So but it's so good. Yeah, like um, it's. Is everything I'm excited for. I'm excited to play it in pre-release, you know, within a week, yes. and I'm excited to get crushed by it potentially. <laughs> he he he's just a six mana six six. Like for on top of all that, he's just big. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. He's not combat celebrant, the four one body that gives you extra combats. Yeah, no, he's he's a six mana six six that attacks as a seven six without any other buffs. Right. It's so good. <laughs> okay, uh, Leo, so what's your number two? Number two for me is uh, Verizal the Split Current. Um, there's probably a theme that I have in cards that I like. It's surprising. Um, hmm. Broken, nasty, I don't want to play against. Maybe. I was going to say copying, <laughs> but that works too. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's green, blue, and X for a legendary serpent. Uh, that is a zero zero, and it enters the battlefield with a plus one plus one counter on it for each mana spent to cast it. So, the hydra ability, yep. but kicked up just a, just a notch, which a lot more hydras are also kind of starting to see some of that too. I like it. Um, but what's really important yeah. is when you cast a kicked spell, you can remove two plus one plus one counters from Verizal. If you do, you copy that spell. You may choose new targets for the copy. And here, this and one other card have an important little bit of technology that they tweaked and are now introducing a copy of a permanent spell becomes a token yeah. so you can cast a creature that has a kicker with this out remove two counters and get a token copy of it i'm yeah. so excited that is like what i wish that riku had for the creature half of its doubling since the beginning just because it would make more sense but at the same time like them starting to do this is awesome this card is awesome there are a lot of kicker spells that put count plus one plus one counters at least one or two i can think of so like this guy doubling them means it's just a free extra copy of the spell 
I also just love copying spells a lot. <laughs> it's it's what yeah. I do. Also, also because of um, commander, I believe with this one, it's this wording that it's worded the same way as Prosh. It doesn't give two shits about commander tax, other than that you have to pay right the, the two colorless, but you just x equals zero and you're six colorless for its three death triggers, and it still comes in as an eight eight. And I'm yeah. just like, yes. Same wording as Gyrus Waker of Corpses. Yeah, that one too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Gyrus Waker of Corpses. That's one of my two commander decks left. Yeah, it's pretty neat. And I, I love, like you said, the wording of copying a permanent spell becomes a token. It's so good! It's like the the cherry on top that you never knew you needed. I know, I didn't, I, I did not ex- be like, I was like, okay, cool, like, that's really neat, because I knew, like, if you gain control of a spell on the stack and it's a permanent, it comes into play under your control, so, like, your next logical extrapolation of that is, oh, if I copy a permanent spell on the stack, I get a token copy of it, but they've just never done it before until now with these, with this one and the artifact, which I actually don't think any of us picked, but it's really good, mm-hmm. just generically, and I'm just like, this is perfect. Yeah. I didn't know I needed this, but I do. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I do right. really appreciate that it copies by just removing counters. Like there's yes, no extra there's cost. No you just, but also it's really bad. Like it, it shrinks itself to copy these spells. Like there is a finite amount of copying that it can do until you have to like stock it back up with spells or something. Yeah. There's a lot of proliferate shenanigans that I'm going to do with this. Uh, the fact that it, my one of my favorite spells in the game of magic is right of replication which happens to have a kicker <laughs> oh. just say i'm gonna remove two plus most counters and get 10 copies of something or five copies of two different things you know i'm not picky <laughs> yeah that's that's pretty great <laughs> don't even have to spend extra mana you're in green and blue you're gonna be ramping tonight on like turn four this is fine yeah. yeah, I mean, there's the uh, slightly worse um, rampant growth, or not rampant growth, explosive vegetation that's like, ooh, I want to say it's from the ashes. Three mana, get one land, kick it for two to get another. Exactly. So then... Exactly. Five mana, <laughs> get four lands, because your deck makes it that happen. Are un- that are untapped. From the ashes brings them into play untapped. It's really good. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> definitely looking at this card initially, I was like, okay, what what am I doing with this card that I'm excited to get to copy? And just kind of scrolling through cards in this set, going back up to the uh, green rares, we have this Cragplate Bayloth. If you kick him, he's a 10 mana, 10 10 hexproof haste. So getting a free extra copy of that yeah. seems. Uh, Good enough for fun, Commander. Maybe a little slow at 10 mana, but good enough for having fun with big creatures. Yeah. That's, uh... That's something. (laughs) I can see how that can get broken. And it's going to be a headache, isn't it? Oh, yeah. You're going to do something with it. Oh, yeah. I'm going to... Well... We're going to go off of a headache into another one. Um, this one is another in my theme of the 
red sort of like not really this one's not really uh it has haste um but the relic robber which is uh two generic and a red for a two two goblin rogue uh with haste whenever got uh whenever relic robber deals combat damage to a player that player creates an o one colorless goblin construct artifact creature token with the with this creature can't block and at the beginning of your upkeep this creature deals one damage to you this guy keeps leaving these little dudes to keep hurting you all the time every time he hits you yep i love it little time bombs um just like these little bombs that keep hitting you i and well yeah more like um the, the way i thought of it not really as bombs but like the um the flame tongue uh, totem from WoW. Yes. Where it just sits there and pecks you with a <laughs> fireball. Little little tiny fireball. Mm-hmm. He's just like, he's just leaving f- uh, flame tongue totems all around all the time. I like the idea of if it's sort of like Indiana Jonesing, like stealing. The idea is it's like sort of like stealing your artifact and leaving behind a decoy. Of course, it's not actually stealing an artifact. That'd be kind of broken. But it um, is. It is leaving behind decoys. <laughs> it is leaving behind decoys, whether it took one or not. Um, so, I, I don't know. I just like the the flavor of the card. It just looks really funny. Um, goblins have always been sort of like the comic relief of magic anyways. So, I, I, I'm i all for this one. What was it? The Goblin Diplomat that was uh, Mooney? Oh, yeah. yeah. Like showing their buds. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so like this is to me, this is along the same line of just like the the humor coming out in magic, which I enjoy quite a bit. Um, yeah, I don't have much else to say. This isn't going in any deck that I have. I don't have a goblin deck or anything like that. Uh, but I just like the card. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's really neat, and I appreciate that it can't block. But it's weird that it's it's a goblin. You know that. Why does that make it weird? So. For sitting down playing against, you know, the very popular, I don't know, Krinko decks, and you happen to be another goblin deck playing this, if you hit them, you're upping their goblin count. Oh, that's true. Oh, yeah, that's and true. And it doesn't have yeah. defenders, so once they get some lords, it's attacking. <laughs> like, <laughs> does not have defender. Oh, no. So, nope. <laughs> not only can you not nope. give it to sack decks, you can't give it to, to decks with skull clamp, you expect. And you can't give it to goblin decks. And for three drop, like All right, it's so it's, it's fun. But I'm just expecting like the hilarity of the political things of hey, you look like you need more board presence. Whack! Here's another goblin for the Krinko deck. And we play some, you know, loosely partnered commander at times with like some secret team stuff. So making buddies with the goblin deck but being able to give them goblins is like a fun unexpected bonus to this card yeah yep i like it i'm always good for things that you can make uh political that are not yeah yeah this is i don't know i like the idea of the card yeah obviously it's 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 fun jank (laughs) this isn't the best card uh, that we're going to talk about tonight, but I, I love the sense of humor they can have. Um, so uh, let's get to uh, number three. Uh, Darth, what's your third one? going to move into a blue sorcery, Maddening Cacophony. It is one and a blue. It has kicker for three and a blue. Each opponent mills eight cards. 
and I'll just pause there for a second. There are several cards in this set that have bonuses by having eight or more cards in someone's graveyard, and I, I think it notes opponents specifically. Yep. So a, a lot of rogue cards specifically are keyed on having eight or more in your opponent's graveyards. So we have a yeah. if you're milling or if you're just wanting to turn on those cards, we just have a card. It's a two drop. It's kind of reasonable and it hits each opponent. So in commander, I feel good about that. And then it has if this spell was kicked, each opponent mills half their library rounded up. Yep. So for one I remember you one more being mana, excited about this one. One more mana, <laughs> we get to traumatize every opponent. And this came out the same year as a commander that doubles mill. Exactly. So this I don't know. It doesn't feel mundane to me at all, either way. Like it is it is turning on a mechanic of the set, or in commander in the one guy who always wants to play Mill, even though they know everyone knows to play Eldrazi. Like, the one person who gets got because they drew their Ulamog. You have a six mana, you know, in quotation marks, one card combo. Mm-hmm. It just feels at the same time a very interesting way for them to go. But also, like, I definitely feel the commander is highly considered in this set. Yeah. That, that, uh, that makes some of the mill decks super scary, honestly. Like, I've fought a couple mill decks recently, and they're annoying, but they, they can't kill you quickly. This changes that <laughs> entirely. Yeah, a lot of the mill that I feel like I face has always been you mill some to a bunch, you mill some to a bunch, and then opening mm-hmm. the floodgate to I'm playing a 15 man pod because we're insane and you still can mill everyone out at once. Mm hmm. Yep. He still wins by turn two. <laughs> Alright, not turn two, but obviously, you know, pretty quickly in a, in a giant pod like that. Um, so any more thoughts about that one, or are we good to go for number three for you, Leah? Out of all of the jank nonsense strategies that I pull, um, I think the only times I've ever cast Traumatize were targeting myself, so... Yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't fit that. I'm not a, I'm not a mill player. <laughs> like, I play a lot of weird shit, but I do not play mill. Um, so no, I really don't. I think it's neat that it hits all, all opponents, though. Yeah, that's that's scary. <laughs> I'm at the I'm at the idea of I've played against mill. I don't play mill. I've played against it, and I don't want to play against to it. To kind of put this on a on a pen, it's cool that they've done this. I understand what they're doing. I got lucky enough to get some jumpstart on release from ordering online, and I've had a couple copies of Bruvac, and the guy who wants to play a mill deck with Bruvac, who's asking for trades, I just don't want to play against it, so I've not mentioned I have it. <laughs> I, just, I don't. He can buy it online if he wants, because you know it's not like I'm going to give him a swanky deal of half off if I trade it to him. So like, not like I'm hurting his wallet personally, but it's just the I don't want to facilitate the things that increase my suffering. 
I will. I won't say that you can't do this, but I'm not going to help you. I will not aid in a bet in this. I will not aid in a bet in this crime. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I I commend you for that because this this is the guy that I don't want to play this against. Oh boy. Not that I'm playing at that car chop anymore right now though. <laughs> um. Okay, so Leah, what's your number three? My number three is. Uh, I think the first uh, might be the only modal, one of the modal double face cards that we have. Um, mm -hmm. I have. Yeah, I don't have any. It's uh, Valakut Awakening on the spell side, and then on the back side, it's Valakut Stoneforge. So in this set, I think each color has six of them. Most of them come into play tapped except for the mythics you can pay three life to have it untapped mm -hmm. but on one side of the it's a double face card and on the front side it's a spell and on the back side it's a land and you choose which one you want it to be it can be a land or a spell that's really good um like i said almost all of them come into play tapped unless uh it's the rare cycle which they're just duels that come into play untapped but you only get one color because you pick which color you you want them to be right um I think it's a. I really think it's a neat design space to play around in. That said, I like this card. Um, it is two and a red for an instant, and I think this is actually the one they used to preview the mechanic. But yeah. it's so far been my favorite. Um, you can put any number of cards from your hand on the bottom of your library, then draw that many cards plus one. Backside is a land that taps for a red and enters the battlefield tapped. Nothing, nothing special or fancy except for the fact that it's a land that's also a spell, depending on what you need. The mm -hmm. spell itself, um, I like this type of wheel card effect, like card advantage effect for red, and I specifically really like that what they have started doing, so they do the impulsive draw, but when they do this wheel draw lately in a couple cards, they specifically are accounting for the fact that you are down a card by casting this card when you do stuff. Mm -hmm. So like you can just do two in red and put no cards on the bottom and draw a card from this one being cast. Or you can put your hand in the bottom, and it's you're not down a card. You are at the same cards that you were before you cast this, and that's actually huge. Right. On top of the fact that I, some of my favorite like mess, one of my favorite like mess around. I'm doing something a little different, and the only place, only place that I have played with Mill in Commander, uh, very specifically because of how this works, is like Arjun, um, the red blue sphinx that has a uh, mind moil effect whenever you cast a spell yeah um and then and mind moil itself so you cast a spell and you put all your car all cards in your hand on the bottom of your deck and draw that many and now there's four different enchantments that whenever you draw a card make opponents mill x amount like different amounts of cards mm -hmm. um yeah. arjun wheels to mill people like that uh it's a lot of fun um Sphinx's tutelage has a lot of triggers they have to keep track of, though, because of the whole, they mill it again if you get two of the same color. It's really weird. Um, <laughs> Don't. The math gets really bad. You put this in that deck, though, because it's a land early if you need it. It's a spell that is awesome to cast. It's an instant. Oh, yeah. Um, I can see a lot, and I can just see this because, because of the utility of it being a land. That, a lot of these spells seem weak because the fail case for them is a land. Yeah. Yep. And so I can see a lot of decks ha that play like a lot of red blue style, like controlly style decks, like Blood Moon style decks. I could see p playing a copy of this to, you know, in whatever matchup they're in. Oh, I don't need my removal here. I need counter magic. 
or whatever. I need answers for this and not that. And hey, I drew one of my one or two Valakut Awakenings, and I don't need to land right now. Cool, I'm going to bottom all of these cards I don't need and, like, you know, draw a fresh three or four to replace them. Yeah. Or cycle it or whatever. Flip side, hey, you know, it's early in the game. Cool, here's my red tap land pass. It's... I, just, I love stuff like this. Um, I do... I'm fully expecting people to... In Commander especially, because I already don't trust people when they do mana-based math in Commander. I think that they're... From the last Command Fest and the stats we got, like, some people put up there, I am frankly concerned for the <laughs> Commander public on how many lands they put in their decks. Anyone listening to this, um, take out five spells and put in five more lands right now. You're probably going to thank me for it. Uh, the math, it doesn't work that way, I promise. Um... But so I'm going to I'm going to see a lot of people cutting lands for these cards, and I unless they are specifically thinking, oh, I'm going to be playing this as a land more often than a spell, they're going to end up very sad. Right. Yeah, I agree. I think that is a trap of this mechanic. Is oh yeah, I can thin my deck of lands so I don't get flooded. I'm like, yeah, but in Commander you end up getting starved more than flooded most of the time, like. It's just the way it works with so many cards, because the even you can have X amount of lands, but you you know you don't realize that you I mean, how many lands do we normally put on our our decks, Darth? We we put like I'm pretty happy at 30, 38 usually. Oh, thank yeah, God. Thirty six, thirty eight. Yeah. I I do. I don't think I have a commander deck that has less than thirty eight. I feel. Um, I think my Gov Guru Spores has thirty six. And I can feel the pain of that at times. It gets a little tight. <laughs> but that also has a well, lot of like one drop mana dorks and stuff. So yeah, that and Ashnod's altar, I usually yeah, I get away with. Like I can get to ten mana eventually because just throwing sapperlings under the bus. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Most most of mine have thirty eight. Um, I think well, the two that I have left, I think have thirty eight, but. Um, when I had a Xenagos deck together, that one had 36 because it, it, it didn't need to run on so much mana. Yeah, you need to get to uh, five and then every had... land you drew after that was saddening. Right. Yeah, and I mean, like, sometimes I needed seven um, for stuff like Balefire, but that's, you know, neither here nor there. I also had Ramp in that deck as well. So, Yeah. Um, yeah, so play 38 lands, peeps. At least, please. And, and just like, just wow. have, just treat this as a spell that, hey, if I need it, it's a land. I, that's the way I would do it, is this is a spell in my deck that can, has an upside of being a land when I need exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Count in your non-lands, and then it's a bonus. Yes. If you count in your lands, you're probably gonna be sad. That said, it's probably yeah. going in Riku now. <laughs> Because that deck is yeah. is good. It's going to find a spot. But that deck is one of the ones where I am tight on lands. It's like 39, but it also has a lot of cantrips. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so my my uh, third one is, is an, I don't know. It's an uncommon, which I, I, I feel like I'm picking weird ones tonight, but whatever. Uh, Iridescent Horn Beetle. So four generic and a green for a 3-4 Insect. 
At the beginning of your end step, create a 1-1 green insect creature token for each plus one plus one counter you've put on creatures you control this turn. So it's interesting because there's not a mechanic that does this, that sort of like keeps track of how many 1-1 counters you've done this turn. Yeah. Right? Um, this is this is something I like because it's it's a it's a there's a one one like there's a one one counter sub thing in jump start. There's one one counters in in a lot of stuff, but like obviously I like hydras and that kind of stuff. And where this comes into mind for me is like this is on the field. Hey, uh, I'm going to play a stupidly ridiculous hydra, right? Yeah. Uh, let's say a 2020 hydra. I just created 2020 in uh, you know, 211 insects uh, at the end of the you know thing also. Uh, sure, it doesn't really help for board wipe situations, but I mean, like my favorite combo of hydras. Like if I ever do make a hydra deck, this is going in there. Oh, for sure, it's going in there, and um, so is Dragon Throne of Tarkir, and just put that together. <laughs> So, yeah, there we go. <laughs> Hydra Broodmother plus Dragon Throne to Tarkir. Or Broodmaster, sorry. I always want to call it Mother because it's showing eggs in a nest, but it's Broodmaster. Hydra Broodmaster plus Dragon Throne to Tarkir was good because it created, you know, the X amount of Hydras at whatever power. And then you were swinging in of what, what, like, let's say you only got three, three, three Hydras. You're still adding 10, 10 to every creature because of the dragon throne. Um, if you use the Broodmaster, which made it a 10, 10. So like, could you imagine doing that? Like I just made a, a 2020 apocalypse Hydra and here's 21 ones. And here's my dragon throne. All like 21, 21s. <laughs> I think it doesn't, cause I know there's a difference between entering with and placing. I need to double check if it's placed. It's put on. Yeah, if it's put on, it should still check for yeah. it coming in with because uh, hardened scales says okay. if yeah, yeah same thing. If a counter would be put on it, you do one additional no. or it's entering with have it. Okay, you know have the additional. I you know it, there might be a chance it doesn't work, but I believe that it does count on things entering with the counters. Oh yeah. It should, because it, it, it does say put on. It doesn't say when. It was just put on. So, that's that's my thought of it, at least. That's what I thought when this was... I mean, if nothing <laughs> else, when it. you swing with your Kalani and Hydra and double all your Hydras, and you actually put the 32 mm -hmm. counters, you are looking at gaining at least 32 bucks. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. My, my, my tall suddenly becomes also wide. I love it. And then all of a sudden, you so sacrifice yeah, seven creatures is meaningless. <laughs> you sacrifice seven creatures, bug, 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 bug. Hey, we're good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. Um, so we're down to number four. Darth, uh, what's yours? Well, we're staying in the land of green uncommons. And Ooh. going with... The, Green's the double side set. card I picked. We, we can just admit that. Uh, it's an instant for a green. Fast food fortification. Put a 1-1 one -one counter on target creature. And the backside is a tap land that taps for green. And I don't expect other people to be as excited about this as I am. But I like spiteful... Hey, it, it, it creates an insect. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I like spiteful things to do or to just be able to catch people off guard when they're complacent. Being able to put a 1-1 counter on any creature doesn't feel like something that deserves a card slot. But, and you might hate this, but I would consider this if I somehow was stuck between needing another land. This is mostly a land. But the off chance that I get to ruin combat blocker math for somebody by spending one green mana on something that honestly is probably going to be my land drop the next turn anyway. Like, I'm just excited. Like, it's, you know, the Commander League I play in cares about whoever makes the first combat damage to somebody. And my one green, if I don't get my mana dork to be able to, before blocks, commit something they should block. Or, you know, make a favorable block, an unfavorable block, just... The card slot that's probably a land it's a, potentially ruining combat math. It's just exciting to me. It's a it's a um, it's a bargaining chip that you can use, which you are very good at using in in that league, for sure. Bargaining chips are the best. <laughs> I like it. I'd put a one on one one on one and make a bug. <laughs> I think he just wants to make bucks. Uh, yeah, that's why I have uh, what is what is that thing called? It's in Gyrus. There's the spider that anytime someone casts a spell, you put a one dragon layer spider creature token. On yeah, it. I think it's a dragon. Yeah, dragon layer. Yeah, I like dragon layer as well. So there you go. Um. Okay, uh, Leo, what's your number four? Number four pick is Yasharn in Plakable Earth. Two, a green and a white for a 4-4 legendary elemental boar. Uh, when Yasharn enters the battlefield, search your library for a basic forest card and a basic plains card. Reveal those cards, put mm -hmm. them into your hand, and then shuffle your library. Players can't pay life or sacrifice non-land permanents to cast spells or activate abilities. Um, yep, I love this. That. Big old pig. This big old pig. This mossy Pumba. He gonna come in. He's gonna shut off your opponents doing a lot of cool stuff. And he's going to keep pay. He's going to draw you into lands, but thin your deck some. He's going to get you two lands to be able to pay for, you know, curve into paying for himself each time that he dies uh, and goes back to the command zone. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. I ha may have an entire green-white um hate bears slash value like land value town deck written mm -hmm. up for this guy waiting for me to own one <laughs> uh i need to add the nice. i need to add the add the land harmonicon creature to it because it already has uh crucible of worlds and crucible snake it's mm. like i think i there's a non-zero chance this is actually going to be the my next regular article is going to be this deck if I like it so much. I I like for a combo player. I really like playing hate bear slash controlly style decks too. I spend a lot of time playing like Eldrazi and taxes and death and taxes in modern because I like being able to just like put put my opponents in the chokehold. This is the type of commander that can you know by having a powerful hosing effect on a commander that is a good body, good rate, that draws you incremental but still useful advantage. Like, this 
this commander is just a I think it's going to be a sleeper good package for someone wanting a for like not a CEDH level but someone wanting a good policeman deck mm -hmm. to keep things from getting too crazy at like higher tiers of casual tables like a good policeman for like the 7 8 type you know 7 8 tier instead of the like 9 and 10 CEDH stuff like right. I think that's where this one will be a really good it'll let you be competitive it's just like it's a good rate you'll just get to you know be a mid-range deck messing with your opponents because like sure you can sack non-land permanents but you can't pay life so it turns off fetch lands still mm -hmm. it mm -hmm. does um and you have to you know you have to be careful because it does turn off your own stuff so that, like some amount of fetch lands on your own side you're like mm, i need to be careful of but like you can sack like your myriad landscapes and stuff still right um your fabled passage because you don't pay life for it you just just not your windswept teeth but like and my endrixar deck sees this and cries i suddenly have to dig for a kill spell and then do stuff before they cast it again which because it gives them the lands like you're always going to do that yeah. you're always yeah. going to be digging and finding and this is also the silo deck where i would be like hey no you're probably safe to cut down to like 36 lands because if you hit four you hit six which means you hit eight yeah. Yeah. which means you hit 10 like yeah yeah, and you you could put in stuff like Karametroid to just sort of well <laughs> get, get this going. I was hard. almost thinking it kind of takes that place where I feel like a lot of the times when I'm thinking green white or green white and maybe one other color, Karametra is such a blindfolded slam dunk into the ramp that you would like that maybe this can kind of take that place of don't hurt me, don't do bad things. I have some guaranteed land drops. Mm -hmm. And I do really like it. Kind of in my cat in my mind, it goes into the category of those commanders of I can probably make the rest of the game okay as soon as the first time I ever have them interplay. Yeah, like you police deck. Just those two extra lands to, like you said, chain potentially paying the commander tax. And I actually like something that maybe is encouraging a potential budget brew of. It's getting you basics. Like, you want to be able to keep to get more basics. You can't realistically run fewer than six before this just yeah. stops doing anything quickly. Exactly. Like, it's... I mean, Good. like, in my list, I run 20 basics for him, partly because of that. Mm-hmm. I also, I also run a lot more basics in my mana bases than many people do, I feel, but... Uh, you're probably tied with me. Yeah. You, you can ask Darth. A lot of times people are like, hey, I want to do... No. Yeah. Because I refuse to use pain lands and stuff like that. Um, I keep... The only the only deck that I like to use that I have pain lands in is uh, actually Ghidorah. And that's because Darth was like, no, no, no. You, you just well, gotta yeah, for, for like, some three colors, you just gotta bite the bullet. We're, we're gonna do the Soviet Union Bugs Bunny meme. That's our deck. <laughs> that's our deck. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's and true. That's, that's why it, is out. It, it has some better land base than normal. Yeah, that's true. Um, but I'm the one that plays it most of the time. And it, it does bring a good point, though. A lot of the times, you know, guild gates probably are always questionable. And if you're not doing 
something that cares about gates specifically, they're probably usually just worse than a basic. It's yes, there are a lot yeah. of times where I feel like it depends on the deck, and I could I could legitimately sit down with all of you and talk for probably an hour just about how to build a mana base. Mm-hmm. And because I have I have thoughts and feelings, um, but. Specifically, lots I, of basics. Yes, I think lots don't of basics. Go, I don't think you. I think there is such a thing as too many basics, but I feel that people take it to the extreme. And when I see commander decks that are even two color decks running three of each, I want to throw a table. Yeah, two colors where I get really comfortable with. I can have a lot. I can have nine or yeah. ten of each if I'm especially even, keeping it kind of budgety and not wanting fetches or anything. Yeah, I mean, even Riku, I think, runs 15 basics, and that's a three-color deck. There's reasons, because it has a lot of the spells that search for basics, but, like, yeah, you need that. Um, but yeah, so that's my, that's the big mossy pig. It's the giant moss swine of, uh... Yeah. It's the, it's the moss swine of Moose magic swine. now. I think Bulldrum, though, really. Yeah. But, but he is very, yeah, he it's, is, it's, you know, mossy. It's a moose... It's a moose. I do drum. think he'll 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 be known for me as the hate boar instead of the hate bear. Yes, he is the hate boar. Oh, I'm I'm stealing that. The That's fair. <laughs> I'm I'm stealing that. Do it. Steal it's the hate, hate boar. <laughs> um. Okay. Uh. So my number four. The number four. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Number four. Um. Is uh. This is going to surprise no one. Grok Maw, Skyclave Ravager, the Horror Hydra. Hey! Uh, it is uh, one of the lower cost Hydras. Um, it's up there with Scourge of Skull of Ale at three. So a generic and a black and a green. Um, so another black Hydra. Thumbs up. More color variety. Um, we only have two other black Hydras. Uh, one of them being Gyrus and the other one being um, the one that doesn't count. Um, oh, Prejubitus. Progenitus. Um, well, I, I say he doesn't count because he doesn't really do anything black. Well, <laughs> you know what I mean. He's they, a ten mana ten ten, and he doesn't care about counters, and he doesn't care about types. He's just untouchable. Yeah, he, he's just he's just a god. Well, he's an avatar, but um, so zero zero. What typical for Hydra, right? Um, legendary creature, Hydra horror. Uh, Grokmaw Skyplay Ravager enters the battlefield with three 1-1 counters on it. So he's equal to the amount of mana paid, which is good. It's a new good trend for Hydras. They used to be one or two less than the amount of mana paid. So at three mana, getting 3-3, awesome. Um, Whenever another creature you control dies, if it had a 1-1 counter on it, put a 1-1 counter on Grokmaw. So here's where the bug gets kind of nasty, because stuff keeps dying... With counters like other hydras or other things you put counters on, you're making more bugs <laughs> on top of making Grokma bigger. Uh, and then when uh, Grokma dies, which by the way, Scourge of Skull of Ale can eat those things and give them to, <laughs> to Grokma. It's gonna be neat. Uh, um, when uh, when Grokma dies, create an XX black and green hydra creature token where X is the number of 1 1 counters on Grokma. So then, if you do manage to take him out, he's just as big as a like a like a sort of like zombie of himself, and then you have to kind of remove him again. 
Um, so this is actually almost like a protection against board wipe at the same time. So just the combination of this dude plus Scourge of Skull Avail, which is another three drop, the two of them are like the Hydra brothers of nastiness. They keep eating shit and getting bigger. <laughs> and then you kill them and they're still there. So yeah. I'm, I'm excited. I love this one. Um, it's really good to note. There's not much. To s- the token art yeah. for him is amazing. It is like he's shedding his skin almost. Yeah. Yeah, I, I have not seen the token art. For yeah, him. it's like it's like a, a molted Hydra skin, and I'm like, oh, that's super cool. Nice. Um, so yeah, I, I'm I'm excited. This is a cool card. Uh, I'm excited to have a couple copies of this. Um, it is coming to a point where I there is not a good commander that is just the Hydra deck for me, but there has been a lot of good gas, and to me. It's really hard to decide where what colors that deck is, but this one makes me lean towards black, uh, for sure. So looking at a Jund Hydra deck is is where the sweet spot is. I'm sorry, Hydroid Crassus, you're amazing, but you're not as amazing as you could be. And then screw the one that deals with planeswalkers, the biomass Hydra. Yeah, you just you just play Morophon. He's a Hydra wink. Yeah. Um, um, so I, 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 this, this card leans me towards wanting a Jund Hydra commander. Um, but we're not at a place yet where I think I can make a viable Hydra deck, even though most people say that I have with, uh, Gyrus. Gyrus is not, does not play well with other Hydra. Most of them. Yeah. Yeah. At, yeah. Um, Gyrus is amazing, but he's amazing for other reasons. So Grokma and he's got like a shoe in partner with uh, Scourge of Skull of Ale. Like so good. Um That's honestly So yeah, uh just kinda kinda shocking ahead. that like how playable is a three three that dies and leaves a three three behind. Like that alone is kind of at rare level shocking to me of how annoying he'll be and draft and pre release, like beyond the fact that it does other things. There's more text than that. Yeah. It's true. Like, I'm thinking of Blade um, Splicer being the three mana 1-1 one, one that makes a 3-3 three, three is kind of the only thing that makes me think close. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, so we're now we're down to our final uh, final ones. Number five, Darth Tater. Might mess up the name, but I think it's Phylath, World Sculptor. He is four red green for a five five legendary creature elemental. When Phylath, World Sculptor, enters the battlefield, create an O one green plant creature token for each basic land you control. And he has a landfall ability. When a land enters the battlefield under your control, put four one one counters and target plant you control. So in so many ways, it's like the design team sat at a table, looked at Avenger of Zendikar, how do we write the word legendary on this and make it okay? <laughs> I mean, they really, that's what it is. They took an Avenger of Zendikar, made it a legend, and made it go tall instead of wide. Yeah, like, it is 
an elemental. Right. It is a 5-5. Five five. It makes a plant for each land. Now, this only calls out basics, but if I'm playing... But you're also not... Yeah, you're also making a single one big. Yeah. Instead of a whole bunch wide. So, so like, that doesn't matter as much. You know, I'll, I'll play a lot right. of basics in this deck. I'm excited for that. I've got land ramp that I'll play. Like, And then... What... What crazy world of tons of plants, landfall triggers, we've got... Honestly, the horror of the thing that makes all of your creatures into forests to make landfall even more prevalent. And it might mean... I think it says non-token. Yeah, non-token, but yeah. still... This is my kind of excitement for a red-green landfall deck, something that's new, and something that's like, have you ever wanted Avengers Endicar put a second name, a second copy with a slightly different name? And, you know, goes tall. There's some great, like, my biggest combo for this deck will be biting the bullet to finally get a copy of uh, Traverse, I think it's Traverse the Outlands. You five mana, yeah, you get yeah. X basic lands out of your deck and put in a play tap, or X is the greatest power among creatures you control. Yeah, you know it's it's in a couple pre it's in one precon and you know get a copy of that for we're gonna have a four mana or you know even just five on him get five basics out put all the triggers on the same plant and just go a swinging. It it's exciting. Yeah, it's yeah. it's something that definitely feels like what if this card was legendary and I just love that that feeling exists it's true yep yeah like make it a commander essentially yeah I I love it so uh, I want to go back to just real quick to the uh, to the amount of lands in a commander deck okay both of my de both of my decks are three color. I was counting while we were talking about this stuff. Um, Ghidorah has nineteen basics, and uh, Gyrus has seventeen basics. <laughs> so, but both brace green decks with land basic land ramp. So, eh. I feel I am way over what other people play as far as basics. Though I do, aside from. Aside from our resident goblin dude who plays mostly just... Oh, he's at 30 mountains, I'm pretty uh, sure. Just a few utility lands. Yeah. No, like, the the worst case I knew of is someone playing Grinzo Dungeon Warden that I think had two swamps and a mountain. I don't even know how they yeah. had that many no. non-basic lands in a two-color deck, but... I did a thing where I searched the library once during a game and was just flabbergasted. No way. <laughs> um. So, is do you feel Leo? Does that is that a good number in your heart? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fine. I can accept this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Leo. What's your what's your final card tonight? My final card is Kaza Royal Chaser. It's red and a blue for a 1-2 legendary creature human wizard with flying and haste and tap 
the next instant or sorcery spell you cast this turn costs X colorless less, or X generic less, where X is the number of wizards you control as this ability resolves. Um, yeah. There's, so... So, there's, you're copying them and making them ca- cost Look, I, yep, I... see where you Look, going. I do... I know what I like. Alright? Like... <laughs> um, also, this one specifically... Uh, they... So, there's the party mechanic, which is not allies from original Zenigra, but I will actually... I accept it party as an acceptable substitute with the whole you need a wizard, a rogue, a cleric, and a warrior thing. Mm-hmm. And for each of the classes, except for warrior, we got a legend that was a tribal legend for them. The warrior one with Akiri, they went with equipment matters instead, but they also made a whole bunch of like equipment stuff for warriors, so like it, it works out. But Kaza... Mm-hmm. So the Kaza does wizard tribal in a way that I wanted to do ever since they did Adelie's the Cinderwind in Dominaria with the, yeah. like, you know, you want to play a, like, a low-cost, cheap, go-wide style of, um, style of deck with the wizards. But Kaza lets you do that while also, you know, giving you a way to play into kind of that wizardy flavor of really big, powerful spells. <laughs> By being like, all right, well, I've got a wide board, so I make those big, powerful spells cheap and easy to cast. And even, like, some middling spells, like four mana ones, if you go turn one, one drop, turn two, Kaza, turn two, another two drop, you can tap Kaza and play a four mana spell. Oh, yeah. Like, which, conveniently, the only spell that makes wizard tokens is goblin wizardry, and that's three and a red. So, like, you Ta-da. do that, and then you untap <laughs> yeah, and then on next turn, on your fourth turn, you untap with five wizards and four mana, or three or four mana, and can like mm-hmm. dump all of that, you know, dump five mana and of uh, reduction into like an X spell. Uh, the deck list I made for this, I think I had twelve X spells in it. I can dig it. Do uh, you? You know, there's a couple that make a couple things that make wizard tokens that you play that just are solid. You. It lets you get away with playing a whole bunch of one-drop wizards because you actually, for multiple different cards, want to have that, and it all ends up playing well together. Also, she's surfing on a staff. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, the art's really she's amazing. Like, he's like, check this out. I, we're going ham. I really. It plays into a lot of things that I like to do with magic. I like to play, especially commander. I like to play big flashy splashy spells i like to have a lot of cool creatures to make them better um she plays really cool with snapcaster mage because you're still casting it when you flash it back so you can flash back one of your x spells with snapcaster and still get the reduction it's nice uh there's a shameless plug there's an article up with this deck (laughs) but it's just Mm. oh i love it so much um yeah. The thing that always really and like the go ahead go ahead uh, the uh, the cleric one is also really cool. It's like a scrap trawler for clerics. It all of them are great. Even the rogue uh, the rogue one that I really like is actually the um, the commander deck rogue the yeah uh, Anawan Anawan one the um, the pack you know the the regular set blue black rogues matter one has, like, rogue ninjutsu, but it doesn't work from the command zone, so there's some hoops you have to jump through if you want him. Yeah. But he's also really cool. He lets you cast things from your opponent's graveyard. 
what I was going to say is I think it very interesting that how careful wording has been in this set on almost everything. Like Kaz's ability noting the number of wizards you control as this ability resolves. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's... So, like I think some of them doing the careful wording is not even to like mess. It's to not even like prevent corner cases. I think it's just to make things more clear for players. I, yeah, and I I don't expect to tap this in a situation that like tap it like okay this spell costs three less and then someone to shock a wizard before that ability technically resolves. But yeah, it's just, I don't know if it feels like a direction of like you said, clarity with what they're doing. Yeah. And there is definitely some hilarity of the play pattern you said that you can reasonably cast Insurrection before someone casts their 5-drop commander. <laughs> Not that it kills anybody, but options that are hilarious are always nice. Yeah. <laughs> maybe this becomes like the because I've always wanted to make a deck that really leaned on Dragonstorm to do some silly things oh, yes like maybe this is finally the <laughs> cantripping out some one mana wizards early and then do some red rituals for what seems to be no reason tap or do some Dragonstorm and you've got your Mono red oh, and a, a few red blue dragons, like with the mizzets. Like you're, you're oh, the right colors to find Dragonstorm reliably. Like maybe, yeah. maybe I've convinced myself. Unfortunately, do I terror the peaks, man? Yeah, terror the peaks. Because I mean, it's you don't have all of the you don't have all of the colors that you need for like the the traditional immediate haste kills, right? But you you still got a lot of cool stuff you can do. I mean, at that point, it's just Ooh. all three Niv Mizzets that you can play because you can't play the five color. Yep. Oh, I can tell you a lot of mono red dragons. Oh just, yeah, like there's a lot of like Lathless. Lathless is a really good one. You got Terry of the Peaks. You've got uh, you've got the what's the one the Scourge that the ping for dragons equal to the number of dragons you have <laughs> like like. Oh geez, you got um what the one I'm trying to think of um Balefire. Oh, yeah. Like Balefire is is like an auto include in any time you'd have a red dragon. I mean this is also a commander that would Rick be excited just generically to play Quicken in a commander deck. Just the cantrip that lets me sorcery at instant speed. Cause you have the potential to do something yeah big or very impactful and just you know maybe it's a cantrip but maybe you get the hilarity of insurrectioning on someone else's turn because you were going to die to damage hmm okay all right um Leo, what's your? Uh, that, was, no, that, was, that was my last, was the last one. He was talking so much about it. I was just thinking that was just still his. Uh, sorry, you had Philath. That's right. Um, all right. So the final one uh, for me 
is actually um, a different one for me because I don't normally play vampires. But hey, here we are. Zagreus, Thief of Heartbeats. For, uh, four generic for black, red, vampire, rogue. Uh, legendary. It was a 4-4. Four, four. Uh, this spell costs one less for uh, for each party member. It's creature in your party. Um, yeah. So I assume that, me, that only counts for maximum of three four yeah right so i mean getting him down to a black red later on is pretty good um yeah um anyways he has flying death touch and haste so that's a lot of abilities on a four four which is cool um but then other creatures also have death touch and then Whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to a planeswalker, destroy that planeswalker. Planeswalker death touch. Love it. Because fuck planeswalkers. <laughs> I'm serious. I've hated them since they came into the game. You can ask Darth. He first brought over a deck with a planeswalker in it. I was like, what is this shit? <laughs> be fair. It was like Zendikar era when we first encountered them. Because we had missed big in between. Yeah. I'm like, what? What do you mean he's another player? No. What? <laughs> <laughs> he's like a friend. It's cheating. No. Um, so I have always had a thing where I don't. I, I use Planeswalkers, obviously, but I don't use them very much. Um, I don't even have a favorite Planeswalker other than Xenagos. Um, and that's just because I like Xenagos as a character. Like his his planeswalker is just fine. The just when he was just, hey, we're gonna just create mana. That's I love that. That's good. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm totally down for killing you know stupid broken planeswalkers and Jaces and um, what's the one Sarkons and like all I'm 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 good for killing them all. I'm I'm good. Um, it also helps that. Um, Darth and I have talked about doing like a little custom command commander league thing. Mm -hmm. And, um, I am going to be playing Mardu vampires. If we end up doing this. Yeah. Like um, do Edgar Markov or something like that. Yep. Just buying pre-cons yep. and, you know, having a system that we upgrade them over time. Just... Yep. And this guy would go in there. Um, also vampire rogue. That's pretty cool. And there's a lot of vampire rogues. There's also vampire wizards. So, like, having a part... Now, Now my question is, because I actually don't know this very well, um, and maybe this could help for some confused listeners yeah. like myself, a party is just a thing now, right? You don't have to have a card to make a party, no, right? No, a party... Like, you have a, you have a party as long as you have those things. It's just that that doesn't do... Like, air quotes, having a party doesn't do anything doesn't do unless anything a card checks until you have a it. card um, right but that is still a thing you are considered still having a party if nothing says anything about a party you're still considered to have a yeah. party correct yeah it just all right doesn't it, just, it you have it it doesn't matter right so in my vampire deck because there are vampire wizards there are vampire rogues there are vampire clerics and that were existing before this set um yeah this could actually work. Oh yeah, cool. No, Z like Zagreus being in there, him having the cost, like his cost reduction, checks. It's not like you need to have already cast something that's like you know while I have a party in play. Right? It, just when you cast him, he checks for each different type in out of those four. 
and for each type that you have on yeah. a different creature, he gets he costs one less. Yeah, and that's just as yep. clean as it is. Yeah, it just makes uh, me think of like City's Blessing. You check yeah, when it yeah. would matter, but you potentially have more than ten permanents for a large chunk of the game. It just checks the first time it matters. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, and party cool. is party is very similar. Just the the main thing main thing to take away from it that is weird is that a creature that is multiple of the party types can only count for one. You need four creatures to have a full different creatures to have a full party. But yeah, past that, like that's all that it cares about. Yeah, your uh, yeah lovely little stonework pack beast can count as anyone, but not all of them. But yeah, can be any of them, but it can't be all of them. Right, so you couldn't have with his ability, you couldn't have just three vampire rogues, and he would count. Yeah, for three less, he would only correct. Count for one yes, less. he would only count for but, one less for that one rogue. Yeah. Um. If you the big one is if you have a if you have a single vampire that's like a vampire like I don't even think there is one, but it it actually sounds cool. a vampire warrior cleric. It can be the warrior or it can be the cleric, but it can't be both because it is checking the number yeah. of creatures in your party. And we yeah. kind of... But it is always a vampire. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he might have a spear or a... Uh... Ain't no party like a night party. Mm-hmm. We're gonna party All till right. the sun comes up, because that's when we turn into dust. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> um, I will... So, okay. So that that is... That's all I really had to say about that one. Uh, of course, I had that question at the end. Um, there was one I was considering, sort of like an honorable mention, which is the Turn Timber Symbiosis, uh, which is another flip card or whatever dual modal card. Um, that one is cool only because it's like a it's like a search and put a permanent on the battlefield, but because it puts three counters on it and you can actually hit hydras with that and it actually has a hydra on the art. I will not be collecting this one for my hydra binder. Um, it's cool that it helps Hydras. It would go in the Hydra deck if I needed it, but um, it just didn't. I, I, the, all the other ones sort of interested me more to talk about tonight. This one is just, it's okay. Um, it's just nice that it doesn't kill Hydras when most things like this would kill a Hydra. Mm-hmm. If you found it. Yep. Also, it would also just hit. Um, can't remember his name. Grokmaw. It would hit Grokmaw, and Grokmaw would be like, yeah, this is what I came in as. I'm cool. Well, <laughs> Grokmaw costs three or I'm less, cool. so it would put three more counters on him. Yeah. So they make him a 6-6. Six, six. Grokmaw, Grokmaw's a good guy on, on that one. So, yeah. I, it's a card that would go in the theoretical Hydra deck, but again, it doesn't have a commander to support it one thing i kind of wanted to touch on that to me i don't know if there's a reason for it it just feels super weird to me is we have like partial cycles in this set so like we have these inscriptions with kicker and we have three of them we don't have a red or white uh they did say that that one was intentional because the kicker colors are sultai doesn't make it less weird but sure the big one for me is the is the dual the pathways just there's yes. six. There's six, and I, I've looked at it, and I, 
I was tired when I looked at it, I'll be honest, but I didn't see the exact rhyme or reason on what six they picked. I think, I mean, I did, from what I saw, I think the four of them are the color are the colors of each of the party types. Like, warriors are red-white, uh, wizards are red-blue, clerics are black-white, and rogues are blue-black, and I think we have all four of those ones. Well, I, and then like two others. I know for the party stuff, sure. it's like each color. Okay, ignoring green, each color has a lot of one, some of one, very few of another, and none. Yes. So like the, every color, color does have every that. color that's not green does that, and then green has a little bit of everything. So I think some, one of my friends brought up to me that there are three enemy color paired of these pathways and three ally color paired. And the only one to me that like stands out as it feels extra is there are three with red and three with white. So like the red white that's the needle verge pathway on the front kind of feels like it was just shoehorned in as the we know you don't get inscriptions but eh I don't know it. It's just so odd. I don't know that there's ever been a set that I felt so unsatisfied by not completing a cycle and then putting one more card that a cycle should have. Yeah, yeah that's the being six is what really fucks with my head. Because like, okay, I really. I was gonna say, Go you know, we've we've had precedent for them like circling back around and completing cycles if there was enough interest. Like we're getting the completion of the battle bond lands in the commander set commander legends so there's precedent for potentially completing the cycle so do we just reprint one of them and then that 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 set has five or like it just it's a weird space that i don't know that i've been in mm-hmm. i one one more note I am really psyched that Omnath got another arm. Yeah, he, he's he's getting there. He's almost at all five. I was actually kind of hoping the box uh, topper would have been the not white Omnath, because that way you could have got like both of those takes on him without like messing up potential story nonsense. Eh, I'm okay with it. And then next Omnath is going to be. Everyone dies. Omnath is now the... Omnath is in charge. Zendikar's my place. I will say as kind of like a another thought, there's been some, some gripe about the box toppers. Only, you know, a third of them are fetch lands, but them being a box topper makes them, in my opinion, show up at a three times more likely than, you know, expeditions. And way shocking to me I've had a lot more people insist on wanting non-foils for things so I feel like they're you're getting more of these you're getting the quality of printing that people seem to want more of and you know, could probably go into very deep discussion about this being a, in quotation marks more meaningful reprinting but it's cool like I like what they did I love that Valakut got chosen as one of these it's from the original block, it sees some play, and I just like what they did with the bordering on these. Okay. Well, 
Uh, I think that's that's all we have for tonight. Um, the next set that we'll be doing is is what Commander again, Legends. Yeah, it'll, it'll be, be a while. Not quite two months, but it'll be a little while. Um. So yeah, and we intend on having a third. Um. Maybe it might just be us if we can't get it together. But we we have another, uh, an IRL friend who's interested in joining the show. So we'll see. Can't make any promises. But uh, thank you, Leo, for um what a year yeah. now you've been Actually, on it's been a, i was looking at that i was like it's been about a year between this and side quest when we were doing it since i started doing podcasts with you guys yeah so um you were the first co-host to be leaving with any amount of notice so <laughs> thank you for that too that's uh, absolutely <laughs> sad i'm not gonna lie <laughs> <laughs> well, I was not. I'm serious. Like I've, I like. Uh, so we kind of just shut down side quest without. We actually had a game lined up, Warface, that we didn't. You know, literally we didn't none do. of us had really had the time to play it. From what it sounded like, I did. I did. Oh play yeah, it. you did. Um, I think none of the rest of us did. Um, no, no one. But that's kind of why it fell apart. It was just so hard to coordinate and and that kind of stuff. And um, so I didn't know anything. I mean, I didn't give a lot of heads up, but I've replaced that show with, um, with bickering bucks, which is essentially side quest, just longer. Form. Yeah. Probably um, a better pacing next, for it. Yeah. Next weekend, we're going to be doing final fantasy seven remake. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to that one. We, we, ha- I have finished it. Uh, one other guy has finished it. The other guy, um, spoilers for him. He did not finish it. He's going to watch the rest on YouTube because he was so fed up with the game after a certain point. <laughs> uh, obviously, he's he's not going to be too up on that game. Um, a little bit of spoilers for him. Um, but, you know, I'm being vague on my, about who it is. Um, also, um, Leo, it's it's been awesome, like, uh, doing podcasts with you and stuff. I don't, you know, I made the joke at the beginning, like, ha, ah, moving on to greater stuff. But it's really awesome. You're writing for Channel Fireball now. I'm um i appreciate it like it it has been a lot of fun uh it's good i really enjoyed it it's i've had a lot of fun talking with both of you guys and doing this podcast so uh and yeah i, I just didn't want and to that blindside you that leo won't be but no 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 and it's i i appreciate that literally um we are on let me see hunter's Up weekly has had so there was uh pax rayamus was the first guy he left before we were hunter's hub and without more than a day's notice so then i brought on gog and gog um had some stuff come up and not a lot of notice like i think after recording one day he told me um which that's I mean, technically a week notice. came up we had <laughs> <laughs> that is the maximum amount of notice before the show he could give without giving multiple shows worth of notice uh <laughs> Well, it was a little different because then I had to immediately. There wasn't a lead up to it. Oh. It wasn't before a show. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. It's not like it was being able I, to say this, goodbye. This was my last. It this was my last episode. See ya. Oh yeah. Sort of thing. Versus this one coming up is my last episode. So I had negative notice. I would say. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> um. So that so that one was was bad. Of course, we had Toaster come on after that, uh, and then Toaster had to go. And then I had, you know, you know, it's through all the co-hosts. Now we're on Morgan Pan, and that's been going pretty good. Uh, I don't know how Pan's been on since January, 
and morgue's been on since october so morgue's coming up on a year um which is amazing yeah. uh and i and i appreciate all the people that help us darth of course i yeah he's my brother i mean i, I pull him by the hair to be on the show not really uh, but <laughs> <laughs> but we're gonna have you know my friend come on and leo you were on side quest i really enjoyed the time you put into that i enjoy you know us getting to talk about magic and that kind of stuff I'm a little poo-poo on magic a lot of time because, you know, I hate how a lot of other people play because I just want to just, just play the hate boar and do combat. I, I need to play the hate boar. Play the hate. That'll be the... No, it's... But, yeah. It's good. And, uh, but, yeah. No, I, I appreciate the time that I've done here. I appreciate talking to you guys, and it's been fun. And, uh, so, yeah. I guess you won't see me on... Uh, on here too often anymore but uh i'll still be on twitter uh i've got articles yep. going up every two weeks and right now we added some extra ones for the zendikar rising pre-release going up on channel fireball and so i'm still around and uh, i'm not leaving the discord so if any time anyone wants to hop on and talk about magic with me um except when my discord pings don't show up <laughs> right uh yeah, you, that's you ping yeah, me and mention path <laughs> or magic, and I will just suddenly appear. I'm I'm sorry, man. I got to the end game of path, <laughs> and I didn't have anyone else to help coach oh, no, me at that point. Totally... So I was just like, I just died. I feel bad. I just on died in this the last end of it. league because it, it, that's the one thing with me on the, that game is there are some leagues where I just do not have any momentum carrying on carrying me on it, and I hit the end game yeah. and I just stopped. And I could not get my Same I here. could not get myself going again. And I was like, I really need to hop back on there. So, uh. <laughs> but yeah, um, of course, you know, you'll be around the Discord. Um, you know, you could come on the weekly show. We've had you on before. Yeah, it's not a big deal. I, I like to keep a, a rogues gallery of people for the weekly show. So I'm more of a wizard. What we but need to I'll talk take about. It. Well, I was making a <laughs> DC reference, but uh, yeah, sure. Ooh, can I be Captain Cold? Uh, sure. <laughs> Who's that? Son of a... <laughs> I only know Rogue's Gallery and Harley Quinn and like other popular stuff of DC. I'm not a comic nerd at all. At all. All of my knowledge comes from other people on that one. Um, but yeah, uh, anyways, uh, we'll wrap it up here. Um, so this is Fortwan. You can catch me at Hunter Sub Pod. Of course, look out for the weekly show that we do. Um, we also have the weekly D&D game that we do. Um, Caloran, Darth is also on that, uh, as well as Morg, um, who's also on the weekly show. Uh, and then, um, yeah, more ecologies have been coming out. Um, I don't do too much with magic on Twitter. I do occasionally. Um, but I have stopped playing in our local commander league. I've mostly been playing with people and friends lately. So I may not have as much to say on magic, uh, right now, but who knows? I just, you know, I would prefer that people that run a card shop wear fucking masks. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. That's, that's my biggest (laughs) gripe. Anyways, um, Leo, where can we catch you? Of course, Channel Fireball, yeah. and then you can find me. Uh, like I said, articles on Channel Fireball. Uh, I don't use Twitter as much as I should, and I'm trying to be better about it. But you can find me there at at the Leo Riser, and you can find me on the Discord, just bumming around being Leo. Yeah, and uh, Darth, where can we find you? No. 
<laughs> I always look forward to that part. Yeah, he doesn't have anything. Just get get a hold of me, or he's on the Discord. You can, I mean, he doesn't have notifications on. You can ping it's, him. It's not a pride him. thing. Hey, it's he's just, on there. I, I don't want my phone pinging while we're working. It's true. I mean, I do work at the same place though, so there's that. I'm just less socially aware. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Um, have a good night, guys, and enjoy the Bye.